Thank you, choir and Dr. Larry Frazier. Yes. Dr. Frazier, thank you so much for filling in for our Henry Tyson as he's away recovering from surgery. We give thanks and praise to this wonderful day that we've already had, now turning our eyes to this moment in which we will interact with God's word, that story that you heard from Acts chapter 9 about a lady named Tabitha. Tabitha, in my view, was the OG of the church mom. Have you ever had the blessing of a church mom? I talked to some people around here, and they told me a few names of church moms that they had been blessed with. I heard the name of Ruth Burns, who was one where our fellowship hall is now named after. She was always teaching Bible lessons and Bible drill. I also heard of the name of Mama Lou. For our own Mama Lou Smith, who for years and continuing today continues to nurture so many with motherly love. Of course, the first church mom that I experienced here was none other than Patty Brown Trailer. She's the one that you go to if you want to hear the plain truth. And like any good mom, she'll sit you down and she'll say, Pastor, let me just tell you how it is. Yes, ma'am, without one type of reputation. I've been blessed with lots of church moms. I think about Shirley Batson. She was the one that, after I made a profession of faith for Jesus Christ, came and picked me up for eight straight weeks and took me first to McDonald's for a snack and then to a Sunday school classroom where she took me through Survival Kit. Any of you guys remember Survival Kit? That discipleship tool that was to help children understand their salvation before baptism. And then I was blessed with another church mom. Her name was Gail Brooks. Now, Gail cut my hair ever since I was four. I remember going and she had to put the big padded comfort cushion in the chair so I could even be tall enough to have my hair cut. But between the barber chair and every time I saw her at church... She was one that gave me motherly love. Sometimes she would even write me a note while I was away at Furman saying, Boy, David, we sure do miss seeing you at church. The next Sunday, I would be sure to be there and say hello to Gail so that she knew that I had not forgotten where home is. When I think about church moms, I think about passion They were people who were full of passion. They knew in their heart what they were there to do, which was love others in Jesus' name. Every child not their own was special to them. They wanted to give them something tangible so that they not only heard that they were children of God, they felt like children of God. These mothers for me were like people who were neatly packed suitcases. Everywhere they would go, wherever it went, because they knew who was their passion and what was their passion, they could make a difference. And oh, how awesome that example is today in a day and age in which so many of us are still struggling to find what passion is. 
I did a little Facebook inquiry and just asked the general public, what is passion to you? Here are some of the answers I got. That which stirs your soul like no other. Part of that which makes life worth living. One person said, passion is noise sap spelled backwards. I don't know who that was. Another said, where your purpose meets God's plan. Another, commitment over feelings. Another, a peaceful, easy feeling because you know what you're doing is right. I was so refreshed to hear so many great examples of what passion is. And yet, as I look and survey the world in which we live, I see far too many who don't have passion And because they don't have passion, they are not fully alive. It was, after all, the words of that great saint in the second century, Saint Irenaeus, who said, the ultimate glory of God is a human being who is fully alive. And I believe that everyone to be fully alive must know and use their passion They need to be people with their suitcases packed so that wherever God leads them, they are ready to make a difference. And they never have to suffer through the spiritual and personal agony of feeling like an empty suitcase. Perhaps part of the problem is is that people don't know how to pack a suitcase. I think of the movie Home Alone, that when Kevin McAllister is left by himself for a week in the middle of Chicago. Explain to me how that would ever happen. But upon the eve of their trip to Paris, he's asked to pack his suitcase. And Kevin's answer to every time he's asked to do that is, pack my suitcase? I feel like many of us here today are like Kevin McAllister. We want to be packed suitcases full of passion, ready to make and make a difference wherever we go, but oftentimes we don't know how to pack our suitcase. But who better to teach us than a mom? My mom helped me pack my suitcase before many a trip until finally at the age of 21, I learned how to do it myself. (laughs) Even then, mom would say, now, David, did you remember to get socks? Did you remember to get shaving cream? Did you remember your deodorant? Yes, mom. Yes, mom. Yes, mom. Flippantly giving yeses until I got there. And of course, I realized that I had forgotten the very same thing she asked me about. We need to listen to a church mom today about how to pack our spiritual suitcase so that we will not get into life and realize that we are void of passion but instead that we are full of passion, ready and willing to make a difference wherever we go. And who better than to look for than our own Tabitha in the book of Acts. Tabitha living in that city of Joppa, which was a seaport to Jerusalem. How she got there, we don't know. But what we do know is that because she was there, the early church was blessed no less because of her passion. Tabitha's passion dwelled in the person of Jesus Christ. It was obvious that she 
was a believer and she had made deep impacts in this church community. So when she fell ill, when mama got sick, the children of God in that church cried out to the mightiest source of earthly power that they knew how. The man that followed Jesus himself called Peter. Peter, come quick. Mama's sick. So Peter goes and he enters into a situation in which he understands a few things about what makes a church mom so passionate. And therein, we have the opportunity to learn from that same church mom about how to go from an empty suitcase to a full suitcase because Tabitha's going to teach you and me today of how to learn and how to be about passion in our lives. She will teach us about how to pack our suitcase so that wherever we go, we are ready to make a difference. The first thing Tabitha teaches us is that passion always begins with purpose. Tabitha was one that was described by the author of of Acts, whose name was Luke, in the following way. She was always doing good and helping. Tabitha teaches us that passion begins with purpose. We don't necessarily know what the exact passion is yet, but to find it, we need to be people of purpose who, like Tabitha, are about always doing good. So many times we don't embrace the mystery, embrace the adventure of finding what is exactly our passion, and we never will unless we get into the kitchen and start cracking some eggs. Now, I've been up there to Carrollton City High School, and Carmen Dill, who is the culinary arts teacher, is all about getting kids into the kitchen. They do so willingly, not knowing their signature dish, but soon they will discover it if they keep trying. And so many of us here today who do not have yet a refined passion will one day learn it if we get into the kitchen and start experimenting with the ingredients of always doing good and helping and soon we will find that moment in which we concoct our signature dish, that thing in which we are offered out of a place of uniqueness to God that the world so desperately needs. It's our ministry, not just to the church, but to all of humanity as we become fully alive in Jesus' name. So my friends today, if you're sitting there feeling like an empty suitcase, I've got good news from the church mom named Tabitha. Come on in, take a seat, and start doing some good. Because it's not passionate people who are just rich people or talented people or famous people. Passionate people ultimately begin because they are willing people. Willing to live life on purpose for the sake of of doing good and always helping. Yes, passion begins with purpose. Tabitha also shows us that passion will always lead to blessing a specific people. For Tabitha, the people that she blessed within that church in Joppa were none other than the poor and the widows, which are basically 
one in the same. Widows being people without land, without title, without money, without means to make an income were the least of these in society. And yet within the church, they were called daughters of the living God. It was good news to them to not only hear that they had value and worth, but also through the means and the talent of one named Tabitha, they felt like daughters of the living God. You see, Tabitha's passion was that of taking something that was so vulnerable in widows and making it feel valuable. That is what passion does within Jesus Christ, that as we go into the world, pack suitcases of passion, we are able to look out and take whoever is most vulnerable and make them feel valuable. People far around need to just know that they matter. And so today I ask you here in Carrollton, who are the most vulnerable amongst us? Well, if your eyes have been open, perhaps you've seen different little road signs with the pinwheels spinning with the wind. Anyone seen those around? Do you know what that's for? Have you taken time to see the wording on the sign? It's none other than for Child Abuse Prevention Month, where community advocates are saying, here in our very midst, there are children who are left incredibly vulnerable And they need the likes of the church to help them feel valuable. And passion will lead us not only to help prevent childhood abuse, abuse, but it will also, in fact, lead us to provide and even protect them so that their innocence may be maintained, so that they will know that they are special, so that they will know that one day they too can live lives of passion and purpose and make a difference. As our passion ultimately leads us to bless a specific person, I ask you to think through that. Who is your life blessing? Where could your passion lead you to make the vulnerable feel valuable? Tabitha shows us that it's the widows and the poor. But Tabitha also teaches us that passion always will leave a legacy. It says in the scriptures that when Peter arrived to the scene, Tabitha then dead, all the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas or Tabitha had made while she was still living. Tabitha, a person who had made a difference, leads us to understand that So many times when we ask ourselves, what does this life really matter? When we have passion for Christ and its church, we will no doubt leave a legacy that will be remembered. Tabitha was one who made the clothes for the widows, the very ones that they were pointing to when Peter arrived on the scene. They were clothed only because her hands had knitted that same clothing. They had warmth only because her hands had knitted that same clothing. And now that clothing served as a legacy for all to see and remember. 
So if you're wondering why passion matters, look no further than the fact that every single one of us wants to leave a legacy that will be remembered, not only by our fellow man, as Burns Hall or the Sherry Davis Garden will attest, but moreover, by God himself. For Peter goes up into that upper room where Tabitha lie, and he says unto her, Tabitha, get up showing that the ultimate power of God above always honors those who have lived passionately for his name's sake. As she arose, everyone in the house was amazed, but moreover, everyone in Joppa heard about this miracle that had occurred in the life of a church mom. That when she rose from the dead, it spoke to a power that they had not yet understood, but now had seen clearly. And Peter goes on to say that many believed because of her. You see, her legacy was not done. There were still more hearts and minds to bless. She had left a legacy not only for widows' clothes, but now for the very souls and hearts of people living in that city. That's the power of passion. That's the power of a church mom. And oh, how I know this to be true from my own life. Rebecca and I lived in South America for three years. And in that time, we too were discovering and trying to live into passion, which ultimately became clear as ministry to the church. But in that time, we invited many church teams to come and partner with us. One such team was a medical team that was fashioned none other than members of a church where Rebecca and I had both served in First Baptist Church of Augusta. Amidst that team was none other than the ultimate church mom, named Debbie Williams. She had blessed the children and the life of that church for decades, and she came accompanying her husband, Dr. George Williams, to serve in the children's ministry that was going to happen concurrent with our medical team's service to the community. Only when she arrived, Debbie tragically fell ill. She had a pulmonary embolism. We rushed her to the hospital. We did everything in our power to save her, but she passed away. Like the people gathered around Tabitha, grieving and wailing, so too did we, joined by Chileans who did not know her but knew her legacy. They likewise cried and prayed. It was the most difficult and raw moment of my life. But then something of God happened because of a legacy built upon passion. We were inspired to go forward. For when we opened Debbie's suitcase, we did not find something that was empty. We found something that was full. For within, Debbie had prepared all of the children's crafts, dolls, and activities to be completed throughout the entire week, everyone being labeled by a day, a time, and a place. You want to talk about church moms? 
And so too with that, while we sent Debbie's body home with George to be buried, we stayed, we served, blessed by her passion and inspired by her legacy. Many people believed that God was love because of someone who dared to live a life of passion, because of a church mom who dared to live life like a packed suitcase, knowing that her passion was people and helping them in Jesus' name. And wherever she went, whether it was in life or in death, she would make a difference. Oh, my friends, I want to look at each and every one of us gathered here today and know that within you there is a passion for Jesus Christ that burns so brightly that it demands of each and every one of us a visible manifestation of how this passion interacts with the world. Not just so I can say, yes, great job, way to go, but so that you will feel fully alive. Start doing good today and helping others on purpose. You'll find your passion. Observe which people are being blessed by your passion as you take the vulnerable and make them feel valuable. And watch in years to come and well beyond your own earthly life, the legacy you will leave. Find your passion today. Let's pray. Our God in heaven, thank you for the church moms who have raised us, some of whom are in this very room, others who are with you in that great cloud of witnesses. Thank you for the mothers of the spiritual kind who taught us passion, who taught us to pack a suitcase. And today, God, we are challenged by their legacy. We are nurtured by their memory. And we are inspired by their living because in them we saw the resurrected Savior of Christ Jesus our Lord. It's to him we respond now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I invite you to stand and sing hymn 488, Come All Christians.